2: And I'm Leah. And this is Lactation Business Coaching with Annie and Leah, where we talk about the smart way to create a compassionate and professional private practice. Let's dive in.
3: Well, hey, Leah. Hey, Annie. I'm excited about today's topic because I have been thinking about overhauling some of my stuff on my website. So I can't wait to hear your input as well. I really like talking about
2: website stuff. I've been working in websites for a really long time. And so when you suggested this as a topic, I was all over it. So in today's episode, Leah and I are going to talk about what your website has to have in order to attract your ideal client. But first, (laughs) Leah has a marketing
3: motivation for us. What do you have, Leah? Yeah. So when we think about getting a product out into the market. So we're going to think of ourselves as the product. You got to think about, you know, who are you trying to get your product to and how can we get in front of more of those people? So obviously we want to get in front of new parents. And so one avenue to do that is to reach out to other professionals who are with new parents too. And one I really, really value and have some of the best relationships, the most thriving for my business relationships are with some local doulas that literally met with them one month into the conception of my business. Wow. And they have stuck by my side ever since. They have been loyal and we have grown together. And so I really encourage you to get into the local doula community they're usually so very open to meeting with you and you could also bring them something of value I've done some meetups with a bunch of doulas and like giving them a really mini class or like ask the IBCLC for doulas just a time to them to get to know me as well And I think there's just a real huge value in connecting with this community and and it can really boost the referrals to your business. Do you have any connection with the doulas in in your community? We have amazing doulas
2: here in New York City and I did connect with a bunch of them at an in-person event that was hosted by my friend who is a childbirth educator. She just had a get together, a doula get together for anybody serving Queens, which is one of the two boroughs that I serve. And I said, can I come? I want to meet these Yeah, it's a great time. It's just fun to get their perspective on things and we did, I did get a lot of referrals from them. And I also think of them when I have prenatal clients who are yes. asking about doulas, I've got my list of people yeah. I've met in person.
3: I think it's awesome. And and just building those connections really gets your name out into the community as, as a partner. And I Definitely. think so strong for your branding and your business. So get out there and meet those doulas. Do it. <laughs> so today, like you said, we're talking about having a website that's really going to attract your ideal client, And I think of the website nowadays is really like your first impression, the first contact most people are going to have with your business as a whole. Definitely.
2: It's the new business card. Absolutely. People are not picking up business cards in the waiting rooms or one of our local wellness places that does prenatal massage and all the other kind of related things they have business cards in the bathroom and i've had my business cards in there for 6 years and i've literally never had anyone call me from one of those business oh, cards wow but i have people contacting me through my website all the time.
3: Yeah. And I think of it like, even if they did see your name on a business card, I mean, this is what I do. If I see somebody, I might not even pick up the business card because I'm like, oh, here's the name. And I Google it and get, because I want to see, because I I really rely personally for my own searching out, you know, a plumber, an electrician, where I'm going to buy my next car. You know, I'm looking at the website, like, does this look, professional? Does it look trustworthy? Does it look like they've taken their time? Are they going to yes. meet my needs? So I think it's just so valuable to take time because I think a lot of people might think, oh, I'm just, I'm not that really good at graphic stuff or, you know, I don't, I don't know what a website's supposed to look like. So they just kind of like throw whatever up there and think this is going to do the job. But I think this is a place to take your time and and really make it a great first impression.
2: Because people are going to be looking at that and they're going to be saying, what does she look like? How does she present herself or he, whoever the lactation consultant is. And they, they're what they're looking to find is someone I can trust with my baby and with my body and with my family. And yeah. And to come into my home. To come into my home. Yeah. And there's sometimes, you know, we've all had this experience where we've clicked on a website and we're on our phone and you can't read it because it's I not hate that oh,
3: that's so frustrating and you're and, like all the words are jumbled together because they don't it's not optimized yeah it's and
2: so and of course you know what you do is you make sure to bookmark that website and go home and look at it on a computer no no I'm
3: like next
2: <laughs> yes, done yeah <laughs> you're like you're you might not even be in business anymore
3: and uh, you got to think like One of the most important things about your website and this first impression is you're trying to match the needs of your ideal client. So, who is your ideal client? A mom who needs help. So, that means she's sleepless, (laughs) she's Mm -hmm. needing immediate help. We don't want to give her something frustrating and throws her phone down because she can't read where to get help. You know, I think your point is so important to have a mobile. Compatible website is high on the list of priorities. Yeah.
2: In terms of thinking about, you know, my ideal client, I know that my ideal client has a lot of options. There are so many lactation consultants in New York City, and I want to give a shout out. I love you all. You're amazing. I really have such warm feelings to my local community. And I don't mind them being my competition because what is good for one is good for all of us. I really think that there's way more business than can go around for all of us. At the same time, when it comes to that direct moment, I want somebody to come to my website and say, I want Annie Frisbee, Right. I want a lactation consultant. And so it's somebody who is used to you know who's has to make a lot of decisions but who's also in a place of decision fatigue and actual fatigue and not wanting to really do a lot of research and homework so we don't want somebody to have to dig through a lot of stuff to learn who we are we don't want somebody to have to search for our about page or even have to find out if we are qualified to do what they want us to do like at the very basics you know and these are things that it's gonna, it sounds obvious, but it, there are also things that are easy to overlook. Does your website say, I am a lactation consultant? Right. I help with breastfeeding.
3: Right. Uh,
2: and that's, it can be really easy to forget to put that on your
3: website. So I think for somebody just starting out and they're about to get their website launched, I think the first thing that we wanna encourage you to do is to think about who is that perfect client for you specifically, I mean, and try to get as specific as you possibly can, because this really helps you hone in what you want to convey to the world, and thus draw in that client. And And I love the specifics that you got into, you know, that you want it to be very simple, you want it to be very straightforward. And I think, Starting there really helps us to narrow down what do we want to convey to this mom who's out there searching. So kind of get in your mindset of how did you feel when you were a new mom, if you have had a baby before, or if you were a new parent, or if you could imagine if you were a new parent, and and what would you be looking for the most? Because that's the number one thing when they click on that homepage. The first thing they need to see is that number one message you want to get across to them, and easy to find. <laughs> so you want, I think for a lot of us, it's like, I'm here ready to help you. Yeah, is, I, I can help. Very, I can help you. I'm I know
2: here. how to help you. Yes. It's pretty simple. And it is really okay, I think, to be that simple and straightforward oh, and to yeah. not really try to pretty it up with a lot of fancy language. It is fine to not try that hard to say, I'm here to help you in a more interesting way, because. You know, there, yes, there's only just so many ways to say what we do. And at a certain point, trying to get too creative or too cutesy can be detrimental because somebody will say, I don't understand. Like, is it, what is this? You know, there are people that are saying, Yeah. 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 What is going to happen? And, you know, I think also, too, you can think about what your own style or vibe or personality is. Right. That's a really important point. And don't be afraid of communicating that because. The person who is, you know, there might be a person who's looking for somebody who's, you know, more crunchy and earthy. And there are other people that really want somebody who's presenting in a very clinical manner. If you have an inclusive practice, and especially if you want to be working with chest feeding clients, that needs to be front and center on your website so that people are going there, they know, okay i'm I'm not a traditional family. I'm safe, or somebody who is a traditional family is like, Oh, great, this person is really open minded they're not going to judge me if I'm formula feeding because right. I think we do still have to counter as a profession that image of us as being that you like know militant about it or something yes yeah, that we're going to yeah. go in there and tell them all the ways they're doing it wrong. You know when you think about what you want to communicate is less about you and who yes. you are and
3: way more about them. Yeah, so talk a, very little about yourself other than how you are going to help them in from their perspective and not, well, I'm really good at this and I'm really good at that and I also have these great skills as well. That's all me, 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 me. It's like you need help with latching. I'm here to help you. Kind of taking it from their perspective, I think is, really valuable in their mindset's going to come at it differently. And they're going to feel like, oh my gosh, this person really does seem like they could make a difference. Not, wow, she's got a lot of accolades. Like, sounds like a really awesome person, but I'm not sure that she seems very approachable, you know?
2: Yes, exactly. And, you know, you can really use those Problems that people are having that's great content for search engines. We're all using the same keywords, and yeah. there's just no way to get around it. like yeah, it's all gonna be of has, has nipple damage as a keyword. Right. Do it, fine, own it, that's what we do. yeah Have it on your website to say if breastfeeding hurts, I can help you with that. Having her go to your website and see right there, my problem is listed on her page. And right. then you're like, okay, this is not something that nobody's ever experienced before. And I can, it is possible to get help having people go to your website and seeing that you can help with bottle feeding. And then people are saying, oh, I'm safe. Like, I'm, she's not just going to make me breastfeed. It'll be okay for me to ask her how to use the bottle. And we want to make sure that we are being ethical with what our responsibilities are towards breastfeeding. but. We're not glamorizing bottle feeding as a thing that we're teaching people. But at the same time, that is something that people reach out to us for help with.
3: If their babies, they've got to go back to work and their baby needs to eat and their baby's refusing the bottle, I do plenty of visits around that. So I definitely think it's great to think about the needs of your prospective clients and you can go through of one of the most common issues that you're seeing in your specific practice, and really speak to that on your website. And really, we're we're focusing here on maybe your front page and kind of what the first things that somebody's going to come onto your page and see. That's kind of what we're focusing on here. But there's also a second part of that that really want it to be easy to find what they need with very clear wording on. This is how you connect with me. This is how you can schedule with me. So it's not like I've got to go hunt down five pages in where her online scheduling is. Like they should know right away. Oh, you want to book an appointment? Go click this one button. <laughs> That's all you got to do to get that to button that. should be everywhere.
2: Yes, on your website. You it should be any, as they're scrolling down. I, I want you to picture that your potential client is holding a phone and it's three o'clock in the morning and she is swiping through with her finger and she's skimming what you're reading. And you want to have every couple of swipes, you want to have that work with me, book now, my services, what contact me, whatever it is, that action that you want your prospective client to take, Give them lots of opportunities to do that because what you don't want is for them to scroll to the bottom of your page and, and they be can't done with it. your website and hit the back button right. to get back to their Google their search
3: results to yes. find the next person on the list. Yeah. yeah, and I think that is just hugely impactful on how many people will stay on your site and click through right away. And then what about... Pricing on your website versus not because I know a lot of people do this differently throughout the groups that I've been on. You know, some people put pricing up front, some people don't. What are your thoughts on that, Annie? Oh, I've talked to a lot of lactation
2: consultants about this, and I can understand the arguments for and against. So, the argument against putting your pricing on your website is that what people are afraid of is that someone's going to come to your website and see how much it is and have that be why they say no way i'm not going to do it so they're feeling like it's better if they have the client contact them or call them and then once they've got them on the phone then they can share what the pricing is other people say when i'm looking for a service i just need to know how much it costs i just yeah. and, and that's a deal breaker and i i just can see it going both ways. I have mine on my website.
3: What do you do, Leah? Yeah, we have ours on our website as well. And and again, I'm thinking from the perspective of that new mom, she's it's a hassle to have to call and then find out how much the cost is and then try to decide with your family can you afford it? Can you not? And then call back and then schedule the appointment. You know, it's like if we could just lessen the steps that she has to take. Okay, be upfront. These are the services. These are the prices. This is my travel distance. So there's just not a lot of questions and additional things that she's got to figure out. Like she can just do the one button push because she's already talked about it with her family and, and they've decided this is something that they need and they can afford.
2: And you can also put some educational framework around your pricing. And I really recommend doing that link to the National Women's Law Center toolkit for reimbursement if you're in the U.S. Yes. That's a big marketing point to put on your website. You say, this is how much it costs. The Affordable Care Act says that you can get it reimbursed. Here's a great link. When, and here's a little free tech tip. When you're putting links on your website that go to external sites, always select to have them open in a new tab
3: or window so they're not leaving your website. Oh, they're going to another that. website. Oh, Annie, that's gold. I love that. I had not even one time thought about that. You
2: never want people leaving your website while they're yes. still deciding if they want to work for you. Now, yes. the other thing is you think about the different kinds of extremes we have, which is people who are in a really busy place like you and me and then people who are in, you know, more rural areas where they are feeling like they need to cultivate a market. So, we're both in places where the, the market is here, we're busy, but someone elsewhere might be saying, people are coming to my website and they're like, I just don't even want a lactation consultant. So that's your opportunity to say, if you're not as busy as you want to be, think about using your website to explain to people why they need a lactation consultant, how you can help them, how happy they're going to be after you've helped them, which will look different for every single person. So it's not about, I'm going to make you and your baby breastfeed. <laughs> right. No, saying, what you want to communicate to them is, I'm going to be there for you and we're going to figure this out and I'm going to give you what you need to get where you want to go. That's a great thing to communicate. And then providing them with information on insurance reimbursement. Super yeah. Helpful. And to say, And did you know that this can be paid for? People don't know.
3: Yeah. They don't know. So many of my clients do not even realize that. You know, they've booked online, they might even have paid ahead. And then I get there and I'm like, oh, and, you know, I'm going to be sending you this super bill. And they're like, wait, what? It goes through insurance, even though I do have some of that information on my website as well. I think it's a great.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices.
3: And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics
0: you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: Great point to educate your community when you have the opportunity where people might be getting onto your site, but you're not seeing that translate into business upticks. You know, then, okay, what else can we do? We can provide more education on. How valuable your service is, which can definitely have an impact on your business. So, I think that's a, a great point as well.
2: I'm a big fan of the contact me page mm-hmm. and putting, um, making that its own page. So, in your navigation, it'll say contact me, and there's a page with the form they can fill out and hit submit that can feel kind of official. Because sometimes the step to say, okay, now call me, and some people will call you, but other people might say, oh, I don't know if I, I want to call. Yeah. Or it's three in the morning. You're like, I'm gonna call me yeah. a message that nobody's gonna answer. I I don't really like calling people I don't know. I get very nervous. So yes. that that contact me page, it's nice and professional, and your client can just say, all right, let me just like pour my heart out into this page and see what happens. And then you can respond. You have a chance to think about it. You can, again, using email when you write her back to respond, focusing on what this client needs, what she's telling you she needs and how you're going to help her with what she needs. So that gives you two opportunities. One, it's going to be easy for her to contact you. And the other is going to be, easy for you to work harder on closing that sale, for lack of a better word. Right.
3: <laughs> you're selling
2: yourself. You back, you're selling yourself. This is. Yeah.
3: It's yeah. And then I think the other point is, you know, you were saying, okay, it's 3 a.m. And, and they're you know, they can't reach out by phone. I think online scheduling now has become quite the norm. I think that's how I I get my hair appointment done and my Mm -hmm. dog's grooming appointment. I'm like, it is so convenient. So if you are at a place in your business where you can add on, I mean, I don't think it's terribly big expense, but I do think it's super valuable. We get a lot of Online booking. And I think that serves the community that we're dealing with so very well because a lot of them are scrolling through at 3 a.m. and they're not going to be able to act on it. But if they can act on it right away, make that commitment right away, even at 3am, go ahead and get their appointment booked. I think that's super valuable. We could think of online scheduling as the ultimate
2: impulse buy right? For our clients. Like, well, okay, I might, let me just schedule an appointment and see what happens. And then they might be less likely to cancel once they've scheduled. Whereas if they're having to go through a couple of steps before scheduling, that also gives them opportunities to change their mind or find somebody yes. else. But it's harder to change your mind once you've, made a commitment especially if you're not having to pay up front. Yeah. There's some online schedulers that are included so like a, with EHR platforms. So like both Charm and Jane have online schedulers that are part of what you're paying for the platform. A lot of people love Acuity. Acuity. Yeah, that's
3: what we use. Acuity. I, I, I love, love Acuity.
2: I've tried Charm, I've tried Jane. I love Acuity. I know that the price point on Acuity can be off-putting especially to those of you that are just starting out. And what I want to tell you is that there Acuity has some secret weapons that actually could make it possible for you to make more money, land more clients. And the big one that goes along with this is, and actually goes with what uh, Leah, Leah was talking about in her marketing motivation, is you can create gift certificates. Through Love Acuity. that. So you set it up and you say, What a perfect baby shower gift! Give your friend a visit with a lactation consultant. Why not give them two visits with a lactation consultant? You know, the grandparents will love to buy it or a group of people could go in together and pay for it upfront. And then here's a service that has already been paid for. That, how easy is that? to so love decide it. They're going to work with you.
3: I think we need another episode on online scheduling services (laughs) because I need to hear these uh, beautiful secret weapons too. I'm sure there's more features of acuity that I'm not even using yet, but I think it's a really powerful tool and it's, it's really very helpful for multiple practices to have multiple providers. That's where it's really become very helpful for us to keep it all organized and who's going where and when and who's available when and where. I mean, it's really, really been a helpful tool for us. And I think it, like coming back to the point of what this podcast is about, that it is definitely serving the community that we, that ideal client that we're trying to reach to. They need the quick and easy and, and that certainly provides that for them.
2: Definitely. And I think it is an expense worth taking on. I think it is, online scheduling is something that will pay for itself. That said, I also think, if you are, have a new practice and you're using Charm and it's got this online scheduler, I know some of the complaints I've seen are that it doesn't look so awesome on certain mobile devices, but I think it looks fine and if you have it set up on your mobile device, so it's in its on your website, so it's in its own block, as opposed to if you've got sidebars and other things going on in your website, and then that could affect what the online scheduler looks like. And I think that's a good, just to touch on some design issues that yes. really keep it simple. So don't simple. Don't a lot of fonts. Don't use a lot of colors. If you're using colors, make sure your colors play well together.
3: And then any... I heard a a tip that I have always thought about, like any images that you have, having the, if you can find them where the person in the image is looking out. Of course, sometimes that would be you because it's more connecting than Mm -hmm. an image of somebody looking at another person, you know, so have at least one image of you, of course, looking out, that's pretty common. We have headshots, we're usually looking at the camera, but some other image, that's kind of your grabbing image, it can be really powerful to have the eyes facing the camera for at least one of the people in the images. I think that's and it was a little hidden gem that I was like, oh my gosh, I never thought about that. But now I see it all the time and I'm like, oh, I do kind of feel more connected with that image because I'm like looking into this person's eyes, you know? And when you're having your picture taken, or if you are
2: taking a picture of yourself, look into the lens. Don't look yes. at the person taking the picture. Don't look at your own face. You have to look yes. at the lens. Otherwise, the you're lens. actually not looking into the camera. And then sometimes, you know, you can from far away, it'll look okay, but you start to get close up. And then you've got that weird experience of like, you're this not person quite looking over my shoulder.
3: Right, right. I think that's so powerful. And then also, you know, we think of headshots, and we think, "Ooh, I want to get like, made up and super fancy and my hair all done. But when you're ideal client is scrolling through here. They don't want someone who is glamour shot ready. They want someone who is caring and approachable and, and looks kind, not made up and not how you would show up at their front door, you know? And, and I really worked very hard on this with our last photo shoot. I was like, I really want to feel like, try to give the feel of what it, would be like if I was sitting in your house across from you. And I think yours do this too. I I love your images on your website too. Well, I got my images on
2: my website and this is, I think, a great strategy for getting pictures because we're starting to see a lot of the same stock photos. At least I am. Oh, know, well, website, I know. All over the place. <laughs> yes. There's some gorgeous photos out there. And especially if you're trying to look for babies and and families of color, it's so hard to find a lot of pictures. Very sad, huge opportunity for the photographers out there. Right? Like, you're all looking for that. So, you are starting to see some of the same pictures out there. And so, when I was doing photos for my website, what I did was I reached out to a local doula who is also a birth photographer. And I actually posted this on a doula board. I said, I'm looking to do a photo shoot. I need a birth photographer, and I will give a free consult to the family who's in the photo, I will pay the photographer. So I reached out to the doulas and I said, I bet you can help me. So what I ended up getting was a doula who's a birth photographer and then a doula who just had a baby. Oh, wow. And she was like, I'd love it. And so we, I was at her house for like four hours. We had an amazing time. They were both like super interested professionally, what was happening. This doula was really comfortable with her body. Her baby was amazing for she was eight weeks old and she was like so smiley and calm Aww. and just into everything the and the vibe was so relaxed. It just it felt really nice because I and was it's really, really translating.
3: It. Yeah. It's really translating in your images too. I've really noticed I noticed your images. I'm I'm like an image awareness person now because now I have this information. It's, it's kinda of like once you hear about tongue tie or can see tongue tie then you see it everywhere. <laughs> you know it's yeah, kind yeah. Of the same thing now i have more awareness about how the images we put out there how it's consumed by our clients and and what they might be looking for, even subconsciously, they're not going like, well, which one has the images where the people are connecting with me? You know, that's not what they're thinking at all. But it's this like subconscious level. And I've definitely felt that with your images. So good job, Amy. Well, I think it's something
2: that anybody can replicate that. Oh, for sure.
3: And it's easy because you know what we're not doing.
2: And I was like thinking about so easy for all these doulas to have great photos for their websites and they all like I don't know my my Instagram is all birth photography that like I have goosebumps every time I log into Instagram yeah they're there they're capturing a moment that's amazing yes we are there when people are everybody's tired and the baby's crying (laughs) and and like we're not gonna be like and can I take a picture of you like right as you tell me how hard it's been so it's hard to do that like we're not getting able to get photos during our consult so you do have to stage it but that way you'll find somebody who maybe wasn't having breastfeeding problems that's actually a good candidate for somebody to take pictures of during a visit because they're they're in a good place they're feeling relaxed but you know they're going to be like free free consult sure I'm certainly I've got questions I just they're not Big enough questions for me to want to pay somebody. Yeah. But uh, I, if it's I, free, I think you'll yeah. totally find something. Then you'll have photos that are you. And, like, you know, I think what, you know, you're saying about my photos, I think I feel I would think back on that day and I would just remember how special and how warm it was. Laura Vladimirova and Shoshana Cherson were the two doulas that I worked with. And it just was, it was just special. And, Aww. and I don't, you know, I'm not very camera, I'm a little shy. and. <laughs> and i just was able to relax and not even yeah. think about and i definitely
3: them feel like there. they captured kind of you and how i could imagine i've never been in a consult with you but i could imagine how you feel the vibe you get i i definitely felt that and i did the same similar with you i reached out to a birth or newborn photographer she was game and then i just posted on my group uh, Facebook, I was like, hey, I need babies at or this age range. Anyone interested in doing images? I wanted some kind of clinical like latching help images, but I also wanted like me with a baby, you know, showing what an assessment and that kind of thing would look like. And we had, again, fantastic people that stepped up and helped out. So I think this is another thing. If you're new in the business, it's one, a great way to connect with some of your local birth community. So coming back to our marketing point, if you're too shy to be like, hey, I want to tell you about my business maybe you could step out and say, hey, I'm trying to take images for my business and you're not necessarily directly asking for referrals, but they're gonna get to know you through this process. So I think that that is a great way to start uh, both the images for your website and this first connection that you're making with your ideal client, but also some marketing in there. Well, this has been just so much wonderful content. I've loved hearing this and it's definitely got my mind pinging on little tweaks I want to make, even on my own website. And uh, before we close up today, Annie, I know you have a tech tip for us. What you got today? I do, and it's
2: related to your website. So there are certain requirements that you need to have on a website. They're going to be different for every country has its own legal requirements. So I'm going to talk about what we need in the U.S., but the concept is applicable for EU, for Australia, for Canada, just Google what the specifics are for your country's laws. So in the US, we have to have our notice of privacy practices on our website. You might not know this. If you have a website, it has to have your notice of privacy practices somewhere on that website. This is part of HIPAA law. It's on the HHS.gov website. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to the HHS.gov website. You're going to download their free and we'll link to it in the show notes. They have a free template that you can copy and paste from. You fill in your information. You don't have to have a lawyer do it. Just use what they made for you. They're saying, this is a HIPAA notice. Great. Don't, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. But then I recommend hiding it in your website. So don't have a link in your top-level navigation You know across the top that's like about services, contact me, book online, HIPAA notice, Right. cluttered up and junky. What I like to do is I like to hide it in the footer. So I make it as a page. It's an unlinked page. And then in the footer, I have a link that says notice of privacy practices. So then when I'm having clients sign that they've received their notice of privacy practices, it'll say, I've seen the notice of privacy practices posted at my website. And then they sign that they've seen it. And that satisfies, I don't have to like put the whole thing there. I don't have to have them sign anything. I'm not handing them any papers. So put it on your website, but hide it.
3: We do the same thing. I have it in my footer. It says privacy policy. It's a little button you could click on if you wanted to read it. And when we send out our confirmation email, there's a link to that too. So they get it. They can get it on the website if they're scrolling through. But then we also send them a direct link on their appointment confirmation so they could go ahead and look at it if they wanted to. That's good
2: you have to do it. So yeah, if you're in the EU, you're going to have, there's GDPR regulations about marketing, maybe use of cookies has to be on there. So look up what your specific country's legal requirements are in terms of marketing and privacy, and just make sure that's on your website.
3: Awesome. Well, that is a great tip, Annie. I really appreciate you sharing that with us because I needed to hear that too, and different ideas. That's awesome. What do you have coming up this week? What's going on in, in Annie's world? I've got a lot of driving this week. Uh-oh. I feel like that's like a recurring theme. We're more just so spread out here in Houston. It's like one hour to go from one side of Houston to the other side of Houston and it's distance. is not one hour because of traffic. It's like literally distance. So we have a quite a big radius because if you limit it too much, I mean, there's just not enough, People in that one area because everything's so spread out. So I'm super excited because I'm getting a new vehicle and mm. we found like a hybrid so that I can hopefully stay low on gas. Like gas kills me every month. I'm just oh my gosh. so much money in gas and I hate it. I hate it for so many reasons, money and environment. And oh. so I'm super so, excited.
2: So <laughs> here's my question for you. This yes. is like totally, and anybody who is like, only here for the website talk, you can forward (laughs) to your next podcast. But I totally have a question for you about driving, which is, would you take a self-driving car to your consults? Yes or no?
3: Oh, a hundred percent. If there was like, I literally have considered, could I make it worth my time to like Uber everywhere and just have somebody else drive me so that I could do my charting Uh (laughs) in between visits? Wouldn't that be like, the best ever.
0: Oh that yes would be so it awesome.
2: would. Okay, so my my idea is one step further. Oh wow. which is the self-driving car that is also a lactation consult pod. Oh, so you could yes. do your consult, but also help your clients get from one place to another. So <laughs> it's like ride-carrying <laughs> like lactation like the lactation. Bus. Bus. <laughs> like the lactation bus, exactly. I it would I never the it. self-driving car would never work for me because I get so car sick if I oh, try to look at anything when I'm in the car. So then I'm just oh. stuck staring out the window thinking about all the things. That I can't do that so. Your, I yeah. like if I'm driving. At least I'm like listening to something that I enjoy, or thinking my thoughts, or like whatever it is. Like, quiet time, music. Yeah, yeah. But when I'm in the car, in the back seat of a of a car, it's not the same. I don't know. But if they can make a, a self driving car that doesn't make me carsick, yeah, I think I
3: would. That totally would be so be all awesome. Over that. Okay. Next product idea. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to hire a few engineers Little for self driving car that could do my charting <laughs> for
2: me. Oh, Done. yes
3: done i don't care how much it costs i'm buying it take out a loan that's awesome well i'm sure there are plenty of lactation consultants out there that are nodding their heads and clapping along and saying this is me yes absolutely well it has been so fun talking to you today Always and I'm fun. super excited to get back together again for our next chat but until then i hope you have a great week and take care you too Leah.
0: bye right. bye
3: If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend and leave us a review. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently.